Hello, this is the 215 Seamer Podcast. I'm your co-host, Austin Castle, I'm with Connor Doherty and Dylan Campbell. Today, we have a lot to talk about around the horn, and I'm excited to talk about everything with you guys. Uh, first off, how is everyone's week going? We had been a couple of while since we last talked. Yeah, had uh, crazy, some crazy stuff go down yesterday in the NBA and with the trade deadline. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. Um, and then there's... The, uh, the CBA negotiations picked up a little bit, which is good news. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah, so uh, at least been going pretty good. Classes are done for the week. How about you guys? Can't, can't complain. You know, when James Harden comes to Philadelphia, it's always exactly. a good day, especially if one of you guys seen the billboards. Like the billboards around Club Risky and Delilah's. That's like right around me. It's hilarious. Um but happy, you know, happy to be here, happy to be talking. It's a beautiful day outside. What more can you ask for? Yeah, but as a diehard yeah. Nets fan, I'm really upset about the whole case. Like, I, I'm really upset that, like, we had to get James – like, we lost James Harden. Like, it was so sad, man. At least we have Ben Simmons, who's such a great basketball player. He's assisting and stuff. But, like, oh, my gosh, he's going to be phenomenal. And Drummond's going to yeah, be the so next. might take you serious well, if you went yeah. wearing a 76ers jersey. No, to be honest, I was just a – that's actually one of my t- – I could say that was one of the topics I thought about today was, like, I really hate the uh, the dissing of Philadelphia sports lately because, like, what I saw witnessed about James Harden, I could actually reflect off the Phillies. Like, legit, they just talk so negative about the teams. Like, have you seen the positives from Ben Simmons and how it's all negative on Harden now? It's all over. Like, everyone says we got a C-minus trade. And the, and the I Nets. remember my friends, like, you know, because I – they have like the woes, Twitter notifications and whatnot. So I hear about anything in like my, you know, college friend group chat from them before I do like on any other feed. And immediately they're saying the Nets won the trade. And I'm like, well, look, I know Harden didn't sign his qualifying offer. I'm assuming we're going to do something and Uh-oh. overpay him to get him long-term. We'll still get him. We'll be fine. But you're, you're saying that they won the trade because they got Ben and company in terms of Seth, who can't, you know, hit the broadside of a barn and Andre Drummond, who I do think is a big loss in two firsts. What did the Nets give up to get James Harden? They gave up Levert, they gave up Jared Allen, and they gave up eight first-round picks. So, I mean, I, James Harden's better than Ben Simmons. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, what do you want to say? Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, wait. I mean, any time you get a superstar back for in exchange for – uh, a package that's centered around a guy who can't make free throws is a steal, in my opinion. <laughs> Total but, I mean, what do I know about basketball? Yeah, I mean, I'm just a short white guy. You can't dribble, but hey, See, I think this... we're going to be even better for it. I know we have that game on yeah, March 10th much. coming up. You see, this is oh, yeah, there's scary. no chance Simmons will play in. No chance. Hold whatever, whatever the uh, whatever is over under for minutes, points, rebounds, assists, all the bets that game hit the under because he's not going to play. No chance. I completely agree with you guys. Do you guys hear me? By the way, just a, just mm-hmm. a sound check. Yeah. All right, perfect. I, my 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 headset's kind of broke. I don't know why. So luckily, I always have a second one. Uh, I I I do agree though. Like it's just it, I hate the slander. I think like someone like James Harden should not be slandered. And then given like Ben Simmons more hype, like I'm sorry, like are you serious? 
like people are saying James Harden's a bum after a month. Well, try Ben Simmons' stats. It's all zeros this whole season. I think Harden does the interesting thing, and I, I'd love to hear if you guys think any Phillies players do this or anyone in baseball does this, where when Harden doesn't like what's going on him, he stops caring about basketball. I mean, it's very clear. Did it with the Rockets, and he, you know, in the past what month, past few times, he gets he gets petulant and he doesn't really want to be there, and you can see it, and it's hilarious for someone of that talent. Do you guys think anyone on the Phillies or anyone in Major League Baseball kind of has the same attitude? I have a perfect example, but I'll still let you go first. Wait, what's a good example? I don't even know a good example I could give. I, the only person that I could say is like, oh. I actually don't know. I'm actually I can't I can't think of one. Maybe okay, like, I'll go. Like you go. Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, not a good one. That's a great one. That is a good one. That yeah, good. It just causes problems. Doesn't really. Sure, he'll pitch well, but then I'll go yes. out, and then after the game, he'll be like, "Yeah, we're not winning, so I don't really want to be here. This team like sucks, and I don't want to be here." Um, maybe Jake Arrieta too. Scott King ain't never in the right spot. True, but um, you know we're supposed to be doing so much better than this, but we're not. Yeah. Uh, my stuff still plays, but we only scored two runs. Some of the one of the, I don't know if he's one of those. It's never my fault kind of guys, but um, it's not like he's exactly. Painting a good picture for himself either. No, Austin, you come up with anyone? I, I, I honestly, the only person that I could say, like, not like hate the situation, but move a lot was McCown. But like, he didn't hate where he was. He just always kept moving and stuff. That was the problem. I like, it's like hard to think because like, there's so many Philadelphia players who are like, loyal to Philly in the sense where like like stars like that that like I really don't know anyone that was mad at the Philly like whoever would want to leave Philly that's it's, my problem it's hard to think. I agree oh Carson Wentz Carson Wentz yeah but like I mean, Carson Wentz I guess probably. Carson is that is a good one that is actually a good one I was thinking about multiple teams that's why because he did it twice the, the Carson it twice Babel, yeah I mean Papelbon's like the toxic boyfriend who, you know, is cheating on his girlfriend. He's like, why do you want to go through my phone? What are you talking about? Like, who are you looking at? Like, <laughs> no, exactly. It's, totally. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, some of these players. But, you know, I think, like, going on about that, like, I, the complaints, It James Harden made his decision. I think he's going to be a sixer for at least two years I because you have a better player than – Kevin Durant at this point, because not no no distance to KD. It's just like Joel Embiid younger, young. It's wild. All that yeah. all that needed to happen for for the Harden trade not to go down was for Kyrie to say, "Fine, I'll check my ego and I'll get vaccinated." That's all that needed to happen. If that had happened, that true. they could have that played together. True. And then you know Harden, who's very much like friend of a friend. With Kyrie, it seems like would have stayed. They they would have been really good. But since Kyrie is, I mean, there's things going on with him. I read an article in the Athletic, and it really seems like his mental health is just spiraling. I mean, it's like all about. He feels like he can't trust anyone. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're 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 in the NBA. You're fine. Like everyone's looking out for you. 
but it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of situation for sure and it's crazy too because like right when you were saying that like i was two hours ago legion hoops you know what legion hoops is mm-hmm. um legion hoops said like Kyrie was apparently frustrated that he was not being able to play at the home games i'm like dude like, there's what other options? Man, if only you could do something about that, Kyrie. Like, Jesus, like, good, <laughs> like, it, like, legit. Is there something you can do? And yo, let me tell you, that the Lilith shit, dude. When you're, oh, sorry for the language. I'll have to cut that. But for the, uh, <laughs> the the Lilith, that was hilarious. I showed my, I showed my dad that, and my dad legit looked at it and stuff. And he didn't even understand what it was. I was like, all right, I'm proud of you and stuff. And my brother, when he's probably like me. He's not even old enough yet. Yeah. My dad? Yeah, I think he's old. I think he's old. Nah, my dad doesn't care about that stuff. But, like, in general, my brother, when I sent it to him, he saw it was the funniest thing ever. Because, like, when you drive to Lila's, that's like the, what the hell is this? Like, that whole strip, I, it's just, the buildings are just, like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's bombed like, out. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Like, that was, like, the funniest thing ever. Oh. Apparently, uh, too, now all of you... Going back to, like, I'm on the Twitter for, like, Philly Phillies. NBA Central's talking diss about freaking James Harden now. Like, it's just everyone's talking, like, bad. Like, NBA Central saying, like, he continued his... I've never even heard of them. They're, like, they're big. Like, they're actually a big... Like, they have 629,000 followers. Like, they're actually... like an overtime? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. It's just... All I'm trying to say is, like, is it weird that, like, Philadelphia sport athletes just get like like players that come to Philly kind of get like not like I don't want to curse but like I no I out. I get what you're saying I think it's a weird I think I wrote about it last March or April and it's a weird situation and I come back to the Phillies a lot with this that we are the sixth seventh biggest city in the country where the third literally the third largest media market behind or yeah we're a bigger somehow a bigger like media TV market than Chicago. I don't know how that works. We're the third biggest media market in the country and teams like the Phillies, if you say, Hey, I'm going to turn on MLB uh, network or whatever are never talked about, you know, they love to talk about the A's or they'll talk about the Brewers and yeah, those teams are usually better. Right. Or they talk about the Cubs, but it's every other team gets talked about, but Philly. And I remember I did a little, Thinking back on it now, it was like an Instagram, you know, one of like MLB's Instagram. And I was just getting pissed off about it. But I scrolled through all of MLB's Instagram and it was like one in every hundred posts, they would mention the Phillies. But every other post would have the Mets or would have the Nationals. And for some reason, the other teams were buzzier than ours. And like we have some pretty big star players on the Phillies. You know, you've got Bryce Harper, you've got Wheeler, you've got JT. It was just strange to me. Do you guys have any thoughts on that or any any feelings? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, well, going back to the media thing, I just want to say I think it's great for Ben Simmons that he's going from Philadelphia, who's notoriously tough on their athletes, to New York City, who is maybe one of the softest cities on their athletes and quite possibly the entire uh, world. Uh, we all know that New York media is – it, it basically doesn't exist. I mean, it's hard to find any. Kind. I, yeah, like you were saying earlier, the Mets, Yankees, never even heard of them. Um, the, the Brooklyn Nets, who? Um, the Knicks, okay, Madison Square Garden, anything else? 
But uh, yeah, no, I like if he plays shit in the postseason again. If they even make it, I don't even know if they will. Um, but if he's bad in the postseason again, like where is he going to go this time? Utah, where there is absolutely it's like so actually funny. absolutely no media. Dude, they were playing. I, no, they he were couldn't playing even go to Warriors. Utah because they only had the Jazz. Yeah, they only had the so Jazz. He'd be the focal point there too. You know what else do you do in Salt Lake City? I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, like go skiing. Uh, well, I mean, Salt Lake City, Mormons are like the, that's like the religious capital of the Mormons. Well, actually, no, I just learned recently, Illinois is like there's like a oh, he'll turn to religion. What? What he'll do? No, it's true. will be Mormons together, and they'll just do like <laughs> Mormon Gosh. stuff. But actually, I'll be honest. <laughs> like people probably hate people actually hate me when I talk about this. I have a lot of respect for Knicks fans. A lot. I actually, I actually like. I think Knicks fans are actually good fans. Let me tell. I there has never been a, a Knicks fan that ever was disrespectful to me that I ever talked to, and I talk to a lot. Like I have, like people were respectful to me. Like they talk. I don't, I don't know, dude. dude All my talk, college are Knicks fans, and they all dude, hate me. Dude, they, they. I mean, they, oh, they don't. They don't like Sixers. They don't like the Sixers. No. But like, but if you were respectful, like if you like me when I go up, like, oh, you're a Knicks fan. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, honestly, do respect you. He's like, you know what? I respect you, Philly fan. And I was like, they like we talk and stuff. But like, when the Knicks were like, I, there was I only had one experience with Knicks fans really when I was in New York, and I was like coming from Penn Station, like underneath Madison Square Garden, and the Knicks fans that were coming up for the game. It was during the insanity and stuff. I was like looking around, like, yeah, these fans are kind of like equal to like a Philadelphia Sixers game when the Sixers were good. Like this is like that's how I kind of took it. Like their fans are crazy. Like Sixers fans. I think Sixers fans are better because like Sixers fans are like wild. Like, you know, like it's all freaking about like other things. And this, I'm trying to see when the Sixers are going to actually announce James Harden's uh, first game. I think it's going to be Tuesday, by the way, guys, if you open your calendars for that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be until after this weekend. Yeah. So now, Honestly, here's a good question, too. Like, I know, like, it's kind of going off topic with our topics. Do you think the Phillies can pull off a big trade like this during the off if we, if, if MLB ends? Because, like, what if, like, not, I'm not saying we have a player that doesn't want to play on the Phillies. I actually don't think that. But what if we need someone and they want to be a Philly, like the, how James Harden wanted to be a Sixer? No, I don't think we have any prospects to get it done. Um, I think the only one, like you're saying, like you trade your painter or yeah. Scott, um, if you are to pull off a big trade, like it depends what kind of player you're going to go get. If you want to go get a Mike Trout, probably all of those three would have to be in it. Um, and then I don't know if eh, three of your top five prospects would have to be in it. Uh, that's true. That is true. And two more of your top ten would have to be in it. Uh, maybe a lottery ticket or two, and then like a young MLB roster player, so like a Scott like Kingery or an Alec Boom. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I could trade. I wouldn't mind trading Alec Boom in the season. Like that's like that would. I I don't think he's gonna be that. He's not that great. If we have a DH, he actually would be fine. Which uh, you were gonna talk about, Connor. We'll take that right after this, but. If there's no DH, I think it would just be better just to trade Alex Bowen. I I got frustrated last year because I think his ceiling is still – now, you don't want to read too much into that COVID year because, what, he played 30, 40 games and he was hot. 
I still think the ceiling for him is awfully high because you have a long dude who, yeah, he started to suck at third base. There's no doubt, but he's got a really good arm. And I think his errors, you looked at like halfway through the year, all of his errors were throwing. And then he started booting the ball, but I really think it was a mental collapse, a complete mental Ben Simmonsy yipsy collapse. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, maybe I don't want to say that word. I don't know. No. I don't um, think so. There's only one Ben we can talk about, it's Ben Franklin. Okay. Uh, but no, whenever like physical errors and throwing the ball around, that stuff happens. But whenever you start to, like as one of my old coaches would say, as soon as you let one error become two where, you know, maybe you don't pick the ball cleanly and then you start to panic and then you throw it away, that's where it gets mental. Um, I mean, in my opinion, he's going to move over to first base. I'll get into that more. But he's going to go to first base and obviously Reese is going to stay off the field. Um, do you guys hear my roommate singing now? No, I can yeah. hear him. But wait, you think yeah. actually? Wait, what makes you think uh, Reese Hoskins is going to be a DH for now? He can't stay in the field. <laughs> what? Because he's terrible hear. in the field. That that is true. I guess I I I I I don't know if I could trust Bone. I'm sorry. I just. I think I'm kind of done with him. I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, think I like, I like you can't be though. Like, you games? can't be done, done with your first rounder. You need him to work. He played like a hundred right. games in the MLB. Yeah, True. he was close to being rookie of the year that one year too. He, he hit three forty. He was here. Disgusting. He was. So it was, good. but I don't know. I guess, maybe, maybe, <laughs> it was really good. I think I just was very negative about the Phillies this year because, like, how heartbreaking that was to like be that close and stuff to like go i think it was august the freaking citizens bank and like hugging everyone when the we finally overswept the mets and then all of a sudden we collapse against bad teams so like for me i have all a lot of negative things about players besides bryce harper like i'm just totally. I don't, like i'm mad i'm still mad at nola I mean, i'm still mad at him i'm st- not mad at wheeler either but like yeah but like i, I think we were still- a little tough on uh Aaron nola last year yeah, he didn't pitch great going into or in September or even the last two months of the year. But before that, he was still a top 10 pitcher in baseball. No, he was. So, I agree with that. I just. It's like independent ERA or whatever it's called, isolated ERA. What was that? Uh, yeah, I don't know what all that means, like, but I think him and him and Wheeler like can stack up against one, two in any rotation in baseball. Um, I mean, maybe not Scherzer and DeGrom now. Maybe not Burns and uh, that other guy in Milwaukee. But uh, what's his name? Is it Woodruff? Oh, yeah. Oh. Not talking about the the former rookie of the year, Devin Williams. No, he was a reliever. Yeah, he broke his hands, right? Celebrated. Kobe Burns and Josh Hader. Corbin Burns and Hader. No, it's not Josh Hader. He's the closer. Oh, is it gosh. is it Brandon Woodruff? I think oh, it Brandon is. Oh, Brandon Woodruff. There is a Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, Brandon Woodruff. Yeah. And I forgot that's actually really nasty. Uh, yeah, I forgot how nasty. That and the was. Dodgers too. Um, if Dodgers Bauer's back, loaded. I think Bauer will be back. By the way, if He's none back. of you guys have seen it, Bauer um, has been. The charges have Weird. been either dropped or they didn't file any. Um, he posted a video on his YouTube account. I suggest that everyone listening go checks that out. 
because it really paints a very clear picture of what happened. Um, not that I'm advocating necessarily for him, but if you do want to go and get his entire version of the story and what happened, then that's on his YouTube channel. Um, but I do expect him to be back next year. I don't know if it'll be with the Dodgers because one of them still has an option. I think it's his option. Um, and obviously he only pitched for – what did he pitch for, like two months last year? Told you why. Yeah, so it might take him a minute to get back into form, uh, especially with there not going to be a spring training. Um, but, I mean, we'll – We'll see. I do think he'll be back, and I think they still have the Julio Arias kid. Um, oh yeah, that kid was good. Still disgusting. Yeah. Um, Dodgers are scary. Bueller. Dodgers are always scary. They still have Walker Bueller. I don't know if they'll bring Kershaw back. No, I don't actually think they will. Agent. Yeah. To be honest, that would um, be a good guy to pick up for like Nola Wheeler and even Ranger to like develop. He's a good. He's a good veteran. I, I, I totally get what you're now. saying. I don't know if – I I think we may need starting pitching depth, and I, and I want to piggyback off what you're saying, Connor, in a second. I don't know if you could get Kershaw for the pricing of a yeah. – you know, he's old, but, like, would Kershaw be like, I want one year 12? It's like, well, we're not going to do that. Right. At one year five? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that could work, That's, actually. You think they're still – I think they're still, like – other holes that you need to fill up first. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, with the with the DH now, and in my opinion, since Hoskins is staying off the field, you're going to slide bum over to first. Um, I think it's going to be Johan Camargo to open the season at third base. Uh, really? Either him or Kingery, because uh, I touched on it in my article a little bit. Honestly, uh, if you can get any production out of either of them, um, then you're doing a pretty good job. Because Kingery, we all know he's been a bust pretty much so far. Um, but he is earning, what is it, like four mil a year to play in the minors. Um, and then you have Camargo, who was a minor league signing. Uh, he was signed to a minor league contract. I think they'll, those two, um, maybe stop. But I don't know if they would play Stott at third uh, to start his big league career. Um I don't think they would move DD either. So I think it's going to be those two. Um, and then, like, maybe Luke Williams or Nick Maton or, like, maybe they go out and get another utility guy and bring him in. Like, maybe they bring Brad Miller back and see if he can handle it, even though he's pretty much more of a first baseman now. Um, so, yeah, I, I really think it'll be one of those two to open the season. Not exactly – a hot name um, or like maybe they go out and maybe they go out and get Chris Bryant. I That'd mean, be sweet. what do you guys think? Yeah. I I like what you're saying. Um, not to cut you off. Um, I think the question it could be, you could see Gene Segura at third base. I'm not advocating for that. If uh, stock comes up now, if we don't have spring training, it complicates everything, but if stock comes up and is good, they may say, Hey, Go play second, right? Like he's played a little bit of second in the minors. He's played a little bit of everywhere in the minors. I still think I wonder if they're gonna try to get um Bond going at third. And like if they're gonna try and really see 
give him a very short lease to see if that can't work. Um, but I think it's very interesting. It could be Carmago. I think it's going to be Stott or it's going to be Baum. Maybe Gene if they slot him over. We'll see. Back to your to your other point, Connor, about our rotation. I think Nola, I agree. Nola and Wheeler have a very special kind of potential. And you saw it last year with Wheeler, but you can see it with Nola. The pitcher he's become is frustrating because he's become this, even though he doesn't throw that hard, he's like a, the equivalent of a power hitter, right? So he's not a power yeah. pitcher, but he is a strikeout, gunning for strikeouts pitcher who doesn't last very long and lives and dies by the sorts. That's why you'll see more than any other pitcher in the big league last year, he gave up like his average against with two strikes was like 350. And the homers he gave up were just the highest. So when he had two strikes and he was almost there, his fastball would run in from the outside on righties and come over the plate. But his curveball wouldn't break enough or whatever that may be. And he gets in trouble, I think, when he can't locate his fastball because it forces him to work off the curveball. But if he can somehow use this just devastatingly good stuff and clean it up, I think what you're saying, Connor, is so true that they could just be a – Workhorse one and two because Nola was the one for a long time before we were game. Right. And Dagana got piggyback on that too. Like, I, you, people don't even remember. I, a lot of people don't think about this because, as you said, like the media isn't like talking about the Phillies. Our starting rotation last year was actually really good. Like, people aren't even like talking about that. Like, with not with just with Nola and Wheeler, we had Eflin, who was before he was hurt, was awesome. Then you had uh, Gibson in the trade. We got rid of Velasquez finally, thank God. And we put Ranger Suarez. Dude, that guy's going to be nasty, Ranger. When I saw him pitch again, like when he was a closer against the Braves series back in like June, I was like, oh my gosh, this is this guy's nasty. He, I wish he was a starter, and I didn't even know he was supposed to be a starter at the beginning. That guy has a fastball that and a slider. Like that dips, that's dip down. Like I is a beautiful, sexy dip down pitch. If you know, if you guys remember, so got a lot of run on that sinker. Exactly, yeah. it's like that sinker and I. He throws a slider too, right? Or is just a curveball? Because it's, it's a, a weird slider. He started like using it more. It's a lot of sinker changeup, but he yeah. started when he uses that slider. Like you said at the end of the year, that's really he's devastating. Like I was shocked at how good he was. And what was his ERA? I'm gonna search that up. Rangers. It was under two, right? Uh, yeah. 1.6. Uh, 1. 2.65, actually. But that's two, still six, good. Two, six, that's five. still good. I'll take how that. That's good. Yeah. How many How many innings was that? Let's see. Yeah. 70. So, oh, wait, actually, that was all together. So, his ERA last year was a 1.36. Yeah, as a starter, right? It was like yeah, and he – And innings – he has a war of 5.8. That's not bad. And that was out of 106 innings. All right. So basically double that because 200 innings is the goal for starting pitcher. Exactly. Um, but remember, he uh, – How many How many uh, runs did he give up? He earned runs the entire year. Does it say? I'm going to look. It's uh, Earned runs. Wow. Only 28. No, wait. Sorry. That's uh, that's projection. He gave earned runs only 16. So he gave up 16 earned runs in 106 innings. That's actually scary. Yeah, no, that's what it says, ER. Earned runs allowed, 16. I mean, yeah, that's just one every seven and change innings. That's that's, um, that's good. So, I mean, if he just gives up one run every start, not that he will next year, but, I mean, we're still looking at 
I mean, the same ERA over 30 starts. What do you guys um, think is realistic? Do you think under a three is a realistic projection for Ranger? Um, I would like to say yes, but at the same time, there's going to be more like data available to hitters to study against them. Um, the stuff I think is there, but he, he's a little bit like Nola where he's not really going to overpower you with anything. Um, he's more of a control guy. So if he's just kind of living and dying by his control, it probably depends on how many guys that he walks and how many base runners he has. Um, if he has a start where like he's maybe walking two or three guys and, you know, he's at four or five base hits through four innings and I would expect him to maybe give up four or five runs that, that outing. Um, do you, do you have what his whip was last year? Yeah, I was, I was, I was there was a couple of things I was going to say because I could tell you what his projections were too. His whip. I'm trying to find the whip. Let me just do fine. I think if his, uh, if his whip is below 1.1, then I think his ERA will be below three. His whip for last year was a 1.000. And his yeah, career is a 1.21. So. And they're saying his whip will be a 1.16. They're saying this next year at the age of 26, by the way, he's going to be 26. He's going to have a 6-4 record with a 290 ERA with three saves, 87 played innings, and 72 hit. You know what? They're projecting him to be a reliever. Yeah, that's that doesn't make sense because he was such a good starter. I don't he's baseball, start. He has to. I, I don't know why baseball reference has him as a freaking like there. But I'm telling you, this, this account better become a – a Ranger Suarez stain, stand like I will stand for. I will be oh, his. I better because like that dude's that dude's nasty, bro. He's got that. Boom. It's like when I saw, I was like, damn. I was like, it was like mind blowing. So, going back with the uh, DH, is it a what is the exact thing? I didn't want to. I want you to explain it to me, Connor, because I didn't want to like look it up and be like, oh, I know. I mean, what is the new rule now that's coming out? Um, as far as the DH, yeah. Uh, it's going to be universal in both leagues. Okay. That's okay. been agreed upon by the the league and the Players Association. So the DH is coming to the National League. Uh, you can still bat a pitcher as a DH, I think. Like if the Phillies needed, like, I don't know, like a sacrifice bunt and the DH was up, they could probably like pinch hit Aaron Nola for like whoever is in the DH. Like if you have Reese Hoskins up, uh, first and second, no one out in like the bottom of the 13th inning where the bench is already short. Uh, you need it, you need to bunch someone over. Like, I mean, maybe not for Reese Hoskins because Reese Hoskins can do damage by himself, but um, like if you need a sacrifice spot, then you should probably just pinch hit for a pitcher. All right, yeah, that's a, I think that is good. The one thing I will say. I will miss the history of having two different types of events in the league. Like it was cool that the NL had no DH because it kind of like showed the difference between the two leagues and stuff. But I do think it's time. Sometimes history's got to change. Like, yeah. This is a lot better for Phillies. It's actually because like it was so hard for NL teams to like play when you had to deal with only eight hitters, when you had ALs who was just freaking like batting anyone they can. Like I think it's I mean, just better now. 
that lost us the 09 World Series. It did. The reason really the Yankees did. won is because what's his face? That and the fact that the Yankees had nine guys doping on their team, but sure. There you go. I mean, there you go. But literally, the World Series MVP was the DH. Did they have nine guys doping? They had Cervelli. Uh, they had Cano. Cano, as we know, has has a history of this, and it's probably not like he just decided one year, like, hey, you're going to get an advantage. Um, they had who else did they have? They had A Rod. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a gimme. Uh, I don't know if they actually had nine guys, but. Yeah, they had quite a few guys get a little help. And, uh, I mean, history uh, just kind of says the rest. So, but anyway, that was like 15 years ago. I'm still pissed. I mean, I am too. Almost got arrested at that game. But, yeah. I mean, as a kid, you were just kind of juvie. You would have been, you would have been basically in Yeah, as a seven year old. Oh, my God. It's absolutely insane, to be honest, like that story. Like, honestly, I hope I have a story like that in the future, but I don't get expelled at least. Like, just like, just a good old, like. Oh, once I'm allowed to, like, legally drink at Phillies games, I'm going to be a problem. Oh, Oh, I I don't. I'm going to be a problem. I don't drink. I never drink. I don't drink during the games because, like, honestly, I'm apparently I'm a problem during the. uh, When I'm sober. So I I don't want to know what happens if I'm drunk. You? No. No, no. You, you guys think I'm mild manner, like, but you haven't even seen me during any. Like, if you saw me yesterday with James Harden, so like, just a little side story because I feel bad, like I'm kind of elaborating a lot. I was like, you can't see my setup, but I, with for my work setup, I have a three screen, and like on this side here, it was all just like refreshing Twitter, Twitter, Twitter with me, like have my database here, and then a like Discord here, like saying like, are we getting James Harden? And, and this is what my Nana said, right? When James Harden signed, she heard the, oh, like, like cursing of like jumping up and down. She thought I was having a heart attack and she ran in with like the most stern face, like, and I'm like freaking out. She's like, and I'm like, we got James Harden. And she's like, you're freaking out over a grown man. And I'm like, yes. And my mom, she's like about to have a work call. She's like, he better not come up. He better not come up. And I burst into her room like, yeah, because like she works in the thing. I, you know, I, I was nuts. I wish there was like, if you go on my Twitter, you'll see like how much I was actually freaking out. Like it was bad. But like during Phillies games, like I'm a wild, like I'm not going to be like wild where like I'm cursing in front of a little kid. I'm going to be wild where like I'm going to scream like as loud as I can to, like with this taste of a call. Like I can't wait. It's going to be for the Phillies. That's when I'm at my worst. I mean, I kind of do that already. Um, mostly, I go to Philly. I don't really root for the Phillies at games. Like, I'll root for the Phillies. Like, if Bryce Harper's at to play, like, let's go, Bryce. But usually I just get seats um, in the outfield, like, back in left field. And then whoever's in left field just has to deal with me. And by the rest of the game, me and the entire section just getting in their ear. Um like, there was one game over the summer. Um, I don't know if I've told this story yet, but uh, me and my buddy, we went to, we went to, like, four games in a row just because we had literally nothing to do. Um, so, it was, it was like, right after the trade deadline, and it, or no, right before the trade deadline, 
and the Nationals were like, yeah, it was literally empty. Um, there was a doubleheader. Saw the Brad Miller home run, top five, no, top three Phillies game I've ever been to. Um, that was during the tornadoes. Yeah, we drove home through a tornado. That was crazy too. Um, but uh, I think Gerardo Parra was in left field, and as soon as he struck out in one of his plate appearances, and he came out, and, and like we all just fired up the section, we started clapping for him. It was awesome. Um, and then uh, you know how he does like the baby shark walk up music mm-hmm. or whatever that thing is. Yeah, we started singing it in the outfield. And he, like, turned around and just looked at all of us. Like, he was going to kill us all. It was awesome. We were heckling him in, like, Spanish, too. It was was so fun. Oh, boy. Heckling in Spanish? Yeah, there was a guy that was sitting right in front of me. He was yelling stuff in Spanish. I had no idea what he was talking about. So I was like, yeah, what he said. Um, (laughs) I don't even want to know what he said. I'm just trying to play a game here, man. I'm trying to do my job, and I'm getting abused. I know. Let's see. Uh, there was like a what? little kid in the section too, um, like a row or two up from the field, and uh, I think to get in our good graces, he tossed him a ball, and that just like made us up in a little bit more. Um, so yeah, it's it's always fun to to go chirp at the other team. Um, that's why I say I'm a problem because. I mean, it was just me at the start of the game, but by the end of the game, I had, like, the entire section doing it. Uh, like, both rows. I had the row right under – or the section right underneath the scoreboard and then the section on, like, the main concourse, too. So, I I'm proud of myself. For, I think the craziest – I'm glad place. I wasn't there. I would have been at the bar above you just getting wild with it. I, I, I was you probably, probably would have threw a bottle at me to get me shut up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My, for me, like <laughs> – for me, my area is right field behind Harper, and like the amount of ass jerks, I mean, oh my god, I'm gonna get. Oh yeah, I, I try. I really try not to. Like it's only because when it comes to Philly sports, you get like this. But like the amount of knuckleheads that I see at the games are hilarious. Like, word. Oh my god. Yeah. By the way, just guys, a, uh, here's a you report. Guys are outfield boys. Oh, that's the best spot. I didn't realize no, I'm, I'm, I'm above. They're other cheapest. I always go and I try and get them cheap. I'll go behind home plate, like way up. But like, but up, then I discovered. Up and away, though. Yeah, I, I, like I discovered uh, you can get, and I feel badly doing it, but it's not like it's not open to the public. Maybe I've said this before, but you can get the tickets that are for like the like people in wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah, dude, I just get those. tickets can't beat them. Honestly, no, can't beat them. Own chair and everything. Because then. <laughs> yeah, no, you just walk around the stadium and then you go to wherever the action is happening most. Um, and then once the ushers stop caring, you just kind of walk down into the aisle. And before exactly. you know, you're 10 feet away from Bryce Harper. So, exactly. yeah, well, no, it's really good method. What's up? So, I, I've been, I wanted to tell you guys this for a back. So, this is just about the basketball. Um, two things Ben Simmons apparently cried. When he was on the phone with KD saying, Thank you for giving me a chance. I thought I wanted, he thought he was gonna have another chance in the league. And really? apparently, this is the big one. This was reported by people like in Houston. And this is a senior writer. Apparently, James Harden back in 2018 had Maury call to try to get them the trade for Joel Embiid. 
They so he James Harden well, wanted to get Joel Embiid for four. I years. remember reading about that actually. It was like Rockets are interested in trading for Joel Embiid. Um, Good luck. I I don't know Jesus. why, but like I randomly remember reading something about that. I don't think there was any actual substance to it, but I definitely do remember that. And Chris Paul was on that team at the time. Either Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook was on yeah, that team. Yeah, they were probably going to trade Chris Paul for Joel Embiid. And let's be real, that would it's legit like insane. I, I didn't I'm sorry for like just going off top about Philly sports. I could talk all Philly sports, like even the Flyers, because like I like it hurts my heart talking about Claude Giroud not being a star it's, anymore. No, what do you mean he's not a star? He just won all star game MVP. No, but people are yeah. like saying like there's a thing on Twitter that people are saying, like, can you call Claude Giroux a star anymore? Because yes. like people and I and I, I thought it was stupid. Like it was the stupidest thing I read. Some people actually believe that, but I'm like, Claude Giroux is like, do you guys not remember two years back when like the, the stadium series when he scored those two goals. I was at the game, yeah. That, that was like the craziest Flyers game I've ever watched besides game seven of 2010. But like, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's really good for us that we got a player like James Harden for the city. Cause you know what? I think it would just benefit the Phillies in the sense of like Philadelphia fans are going to go high up on the team. And they're maybe even players from MLB might want to come now because they're like, wow, look at the support that this rent this 32-year-old just got for joining the a Philadelphia team. Heck, the Flyers can be in the same. Like I I think the Flyers can no, be the a Flyers lot are of out people. of it. No, like not now, but like next year or two. But like, what if we get no, like they're gonna be out of it next year? But trust me, <laughs> if I'm strong at any Philadelphia team, it's the Flyers. They are are in a bad spot. I mean, we've gotten an accredited journalist over here. That right? is true. That is true. Do you think uh, yeah, the podcast... games? Yeah. Now, do you think I have Tom... one next Thursday? Actually, yeah, um, yeah. Against so either Washington or Winnipeg. Not sure which one. Um, you gotta send yeah. us like photos of the press box or something. That's so cool that you do that, dude. I the last time I was there, like. Kevin Hayes was next to me. Uh, really? Danny Briere, GM, Chuck Fletcher wow. was there. Yeah, They'll be the Capitals. That's insane. That's the Capitals? Cool. They'll be the Capitals. Maybe they scratch Ovechkin and I sit next to him then. <laughs> no, that'll never happen. Terrifying. Maybe Couturier will be up there. He's on. He's, he's done out, for the year, right? too. They just announced it, yeah. Um... I think Ellis is going to be done for the year too. Wow, dude, that's it's Played, so uh, bad. Four games. Question about hockey because I don't really follow, and I know this is a little rambly. Is Wayne Simmons just a goon? No, uh, because I just uh, saw him beating the crap out of is. someone. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a good question. Now, um, I know he wasn't when he was with us because when he was with us, he was putting up thirty goals a year. Was he? Um, oh, he was elite. Yeah. For us. I, yeah, he might be a goon now. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. Like, I think he still works. <laughs> I think he still might be doing some work on the power play, but he's definitely not like a top six guy anymore. He's maybe he's no, he's definitely a bottom six guy for sure now. I was gonna <laughs> say top nine, but I mean he plays in Toronto and that team's just a little loaded, so uh. He, I mean, maybe for them, he's a goon. Like, they don't really need him to score. They just need him to go around, hit people, and protect Austin Matthews. 
So I just saw like a TikTok of you know one. It wasn't Matthews, but someone got hit, and then like next time on you know the line, his line came out, he just went straight through it. Yeah. Love that about hockey. That's so fun. <laughs> Dude, hockey's a lit sport. If you get it, I would really like to <laughs> so go. To, cool. I actually want to go to uh, Montreal for a game and stuff. But mm-hmm. honestly, okay. I'll tell you where I really. I, there's two places. You're going next year for my twenty first. Really? Are you? Canadian, I love Montreal. Canadian I heard good things. What's Canadian your cities, Montreal, Toronto. Make sure. Uh, which is ironic because I would have been able to drink two years ago in uh, Canada. Yeah, but, I had friends in college who would always go up there and do that. Yeah. Remember the Canada time uh, like... um, the Nationals had a series in Toronto and a reporter was like, so bright, yeah. they could go out and have a celebratory beer after the game. Right? So, like, That's a clown question, bro. Oh, that was funny. That was hilarious. Montreal, like when I was there, I gotta tell you, that's a great hockey city. Like that, the fans there are nuts, man. They they treat it like a soccer in the Europe. It's like they love it up there. I actually, if you want to be honest, talking on a hockey point, I would really like to see the Phoenix Coyotes. Not even Phoenix to, anymore. They're Arizona State. Arizona, now, yeah, Arizona State. Arizona State University Coyotes. Thank you. I think they should move the Quebec. Great uniform. They should make a comeback. I think the Nordiques should make a comeback. What, what are you talking no, about? No, I, I don't think that would be that team. I think that would be um, Houston. No, 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 no. Florida Panthers? Still, probably no. I think it would be the Jets. You think the Jets are moving? If any team were going to become the Nordiques again, I think it would be the Jets. I thought the Jets are doing good in Winnipeg, though. I mean, they are, but there's like nine people that live in Manitoba. So, what? Let me check because I I actually like the Jets. Like I've always did. What I team think- do you want to come back? The Quebec Nordiques. It was the second French Canadian team. It was in Quebec City. Yeah, why so did that, they get another team? Why don't? Why can't we have because, more teams? Well, probably, are we giving Canada all the teams? Like, well, because you know what? Have the, team? What's so I, good I, about I, them? He's also Canadian. Well, wait, I'm not Canadian. National Hockey League, damn it! I'm just kidding. I'm no, no, the, well, no, no, the head, no, the head, are in. Yeah, I was speaking of goons. Montreal. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Phillies. Yeah, let's get back to the Phillies. Um, Connor, who do you think would uh, – oh, sorry, Austin. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. Go, Connor. Who do you think will fill in for DH uh, besides Reese? I can't feel the ground ball without getting Tommy John Hoskins. Uh, JT. JT? I don't think JT is going to catch nearly as many games. I still think he'll be behind the plate for, like – I mean, in a regular season, like 120, 130 games, but – it's a lot, yeah. I, I mean, give him like twenty games at first. Give him, give him twenty games as DH as long as he stays healthy. But that also means that your backup catcher also becomes that much more important too. Like whether it's Marshawn, and I know he had a little bit of success in the big leagues last year, um, but and that means like you're probably gonna need to start carrying a third catcher on the roster too. Um, Do you think O'Hara would make that leap? Not this year. Yeah, I don't know how old he is. Um, I know he tore it up in the Arizona Fall League, but 
I don't think that'll be him this year necessarily. Maybe next year, and maybe he gets a look at some point this year. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that they're going to have to bring in someone, um, just honestly any veteran who I don't really care how he hits. Like that's why I felt they should have kept Map because anyone should seen from like a mile away that the DH was going to come. Yeah. Um, and Nap's also really strong defensively. I it's not really an issue of how he hits. He's a backup catcher. He's gonna have 150 plate appearances in the entire year. He'll probably walk for 30 mm-hmm. of them, 30 to 40. Uh, yeah, he'll strike out a ton and he'll only hit 150. But I mean, as long as he's like just decent defensively and he doesn't cause any issues. Because, I mean, it, you can always pinch hit for him later in a game. You can send JT back on the plate if you really, really need to. Um, so, like, again, it just – the second and third um, catching positions just become that much more important. Um, and Marshawn is already the best uh, defensive catcher that we have in the organization. That includes JT. Um, oh, yeah. You think he's better yeah. than JT? Defensively, yeah. That's really? not an offense, JT. That's just he's that strong defensively. Wow. You think he's a better framer the, than JT? That's actually crazy. Yeah, if the Phillies called him up right now, he immediately becomes the best defensive catcher that they have. I don't think so. Uh, are you I don't sure think he's as good as I framing mean, pitches. I don't think he gets as many strikes as JT. No, JT, he's the That's best catcher That's also part of JT's reputation. He is the best catcher in baseball. He... He hits like no other bit, no other catcher. He runs like no other catcher. Um, but defensively, I don't care about JT's offense. I, I don't know if JT's the best defensive catcher in baseball in terms of runs saved and whatnot. I think he's a top five catcher in baseball in terms of purely defensively. I think Marshawn's good defensively, and I think he's got a stronger arm than that's JT why, right now. Yeah, I don't think he's why, better defensively. But, no, but hey, that's we'll why see. Marshawn has like pretty decent value as a trade chip. Because totally. his, totally. his bat isn't really that strong yet. Um, I mean, hopefully it, it can catch up with the defensive part of his game. game. Um, but, like, his defense is the reason why he's yeah. been mentioned in trade rumors before. Um, like, if the Phillies were going to go, I don't know, acquire a number two or number three starting pitcher, like Marshawn's probably going to be in that deal. Uh, unless the pitcher's a rental, then it's probably just a couple of throw-ins. Um, and then, yeah, so I think he's pretty decent trade chip. Uh, if he starts to totally hit, is. then he's, his value is really going to go through the roof. Um, for now, definitely he's going to be the backup. That's not even a question. I just do think that – I mean, actually, maybe not now he's better than JT, but – his defensive game will he be better than be. JT's at some point. You think so? I mean, he's very yeah, he's mean, talented. He's incredibly talented defensively. I'm not going to argue with you with that. I know that. Um, I know that you mentioned like uh, framing strikes. That's also part of JT's just like reputation as a catcher. He gets away with murder. I know. There's there's pitches <laughs> like like he'll be. <laughs> Four inches below the box, and he just does that it's, quick move. So and funny. as a fellow catcher, I love it. But like, if I, oh, I love if it. I were hitting, I'd be like, 
that pitch was a nail away from hitting the ground and he caught a strike. It's, it's actually like he insane. he just yeah. went fishing and you called no, it a strike. Fishing. And just because he's doing the splits yeah, like while doing it, below he gets sea it. level. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, hilarious. that's hilarious. I didn't. He's actually like to could we call him the fisherman? It's a great, great way to he say it. As a former catcher, too, Connor, I completely agree. It's, it's the fisherman. wild. That and is I think, crazy. I think the strike, too, the value of the strike is for baseball. That's another topic for another time. But how much we value strikes and how we, much we value framing is hurt offense. It's, you know, introduced more of the shift. And it's kind of just offense the whole way around is, is skewed because of the way that we are scheming the strike zone, I think, in large part, Andrew teaching poor mechanics to catchers yeah. off the uh, developmental system. But that's another topic. Yeah. And also, to go off topic, too, um, if they start with the uh, automatic strike zones, then pitch framing is probably not going to matter anymore. So. is going to be out of a job, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they'll just – That's going to be bad. <laughs> I mean – Oh, God. I, I, I can't yeah. trust the robots. I'm so sorry. Funny. I can't – I hate the umps, though. The umps in our league is terrible. Thank God Joe Well, Joe West retired. is gone now. I know. Thank yeah. God he's retired. I was like, goodbye. Goodbye. Now we just need to get Angel Hernandez out of there, yeah, too. Yeah, we need to get Angel. Angel Hernandez. It's like – it's like funny watching him work back there because – He'll, he'll watch a pitch right down the middle and he'll say it's like high. And then, like, a catcher will pick the ball out of the dirt and it's like strike three on a 1 1 count, strike three. So, Angel Hernandez. What I, what I love about it, too. Yeah. It's brutal. I, so, I love that. Like, you watch the NBA, they just berate the refs the entire time. And if you just look at Joe Wester and Angel Hernandez wrong, you get you're out. Oh yeah, I know that's that's funny. That's um, like I remember one time, Reese got ejected. I think it was first career ejection. I don't remember who it was, but he just like took his helmet off and threw it on the ground, and not even a word to the umpire, and he was gone. Um, Jesus. Yeah, no, there's been some pretty memorable Joe West ejections. Uh, Either way, let's move on from Joe West. Yeah, to be honest, I think it's a good time to talk about... The MLB's version of Kanye West. So, I think it's a good time to actually talk about the sad uh, news that kind of bestowed over the past, like, two nights, um, the death of uh, Jeremy Giambi. It's officially been ruled that he... uh, committed suicide for anyone that is triggered i'm very sorry about that um it's a, it's a sad day in the mlb world of just to talk about jeremy Giambi. he was a philly for about one season but what he's most rememberable for actually is uh what he's most rememberable for is being a part of the Moneyball team he was a part of that ace team where he's even on if you guys even remember he was he wasn't he didn't finish it out movie. but he was like they actually played him it's, now that role is going to be really upsetting to watch because, um, like, you will think about how sad and frustrating that was for him at the time, and like I, I just it's it's heartbreaking. It's just it's a sad day in the baseball world. 
Yeah, um, I don't really have any memories of watching him play. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys could speak more on that, but anytime there's a suicide involved um, with anything, it's there's obviously pro- probably a deeper um, deeper issue there. Um, and anyone who's watching or listening, like, if you think that you need help and you're struggling mentally, please go and get help. Um, I think, I don't know. I think it's maybe the hardest thing to do uh, whenever you're dealing with something like that, Um, especially for men. Um, But the best thing you can do for yourself and for others is to, uh, to go get help. I agree. I agree. That is like, mental health is such a big part of uh, people's lives that like, I think it's been undermined a lot lately. And this is like, it's, it's, it's scary. It really is. Like, I just, I hope for the best, like for like the Giambi family, but it's going to be, that's going to be heartbreaking for the rest of their lives. I'm not trying to change the mood negative. It's just, it just popped up on my Twitter feed. So I thought it'd be a good idea to like, just bring it out, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, there's for men, I mean, you know, men, woman, whatever you want to call yourself, doesn't matter. But men, especially, and I've been, you know, victim of this. There's no shame in, in reaching out. There's no shame in talking to someone about something that's hurting you or causing you pain. It doesn't make you any less. It doesn't, you know, magnify it anymore. It's just, it's good to share those things and be there for one another. And it's interesting in professional sports and how much, especially in take a sport like baseball, where you are faced with failure all of the time where Jeremy Giambi lived in the shadow of his older brother who was once like all a fame candidate and you're faced with maybe the shame of not living up to those expectations and not being as good it can really it can really tear you down so I think as you know as athletes and then just as people more like you guys were saying always reach out I agree um Dylan do you have anything to say right now about a uh, topic um, nothing, nothing too pressing. I think it's interesting. I was kind of piggybacking off of what Connor was talking about with the lockout and what's going on with that. And I know there is slight progress being made and we're slowly inching towards something. It's interesting. I, the only angle I can really think of about is spring training. And I know Manfred said there's no change in status of spring training. That doesn't mean anything because you could just say there's no change in status and spring training happens, happens in June, which is awful. Uh, What's interesting to me is that I, so I'm working for a magazine in Sarasota, right? In Sarasota, Bradenton, Clearwater, all of those towns have minor league stadiums. The Phillies playing in Clearwater, obviously. They're all part of the Grapefruit League. I think it's really interesting, and I'm, I want to do some digging in, like, my work life and then also for this about what happens to those communities. And I'm sure they're by large okay, but what happens to those communities when spring training doesn't happen? It's like... I would think for Ocean City or Wildwood, if, you know, when COVID was going on, people couldn't come for tourism. How would that really impact your businesses around the ballparks, the people who work at the ballparks, tourism stuff, all kinds of stuff like that. So I think it's interesting. Like while those, while those stadiums all have minor league teams, um, go Threshers for the Phillies, but that doesn't supplement the, you know, thousands of like migratory fans that come down every spring so it's very interesting how that will play out 
Yeah, no, that it's true. Like, it's a, it's th- this is another reason why I just don't like Manafred. Like, I can't even see his name right because like how much I don't like care for him. It's just like he he just he doesn't care for the sport. He's destroying teams around him. Like, there's so many historic minor league teams that are getting affected. The Trenton Thunder are getting affected badly by this whole situation. He doesn't. It didn't even need to be this long. If you just if you talked for a bit, he's just such a jerk. He's just not worth the MLB's time. I I really think there should be a no vote for confidence if they have that in like the MLB. Like they, I think like the league needs to kick him out. That's the only way baseball will be saved. Uh, I mean, I agree with you, man. Fred's kind of a clown. Um, but Dylan, going back to the point that you made about like down the shore, Ocean City, Sea Isle. Um, yeah, that's like. I'm sure they don't get many visitors this time of year, obviously. Um, Business is really slow. Uh, So, like, imagine that uh, for a whole two-year period. Like, there's going to be have to be uh, places that shut down, um, like, similar to COVID. Um, But Florida's Florida. They're a natural tourist attraction. Um, People are going to go down there for the warm weather anyway. Uh, whether or not there's spring training being played, it's still cool to go and walk around. Like I'm sure the Phillies still have tours of their complex or something like that, um, that they run. Um, I think they're still, they'll be okay. Um, but it's going to be hard to, to get through it without, um, all of the, uh, without all the players in the actual, like, league being played. Um, I don't know. It's like kind of – I might have used this analogy earlier in the podcast, but it's like trying to build a house without a foundation. It's really, really hard to do. Most of the time you can't really even do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a struggle um, no matter when. Actually, if spring training is played – um, which it will be, uh, it'll, it'll be a struggle because it probably won't happen for another month because, you know, one day they're close and the next day they walk back five steps. So, That's true. yeah, you never you never really know um, with these guys what they're doing. No, I agree. Um, yeah, the, the owners and their lawyers need to, need to get off their high horse there for a little bit and just realize that, you know, this is everyone's game, and keep going down this road. It's, it's supposed to be America's pastime, but it's America's past PAST time now because this entire sport is basically being left in the past. Agreed. It's just it's, – it's heartbreaking. For a sport that's as beautiful as baseball, that's probably the most romantic sport of all sports, it's just – it's getting destroyed by this market and such. I mean, no one cares, right? Like, no one cares besides baseball fans about baseball. Tell me, like, Connor or Austin, how many of your friends that don't really care about baseball even know or even go? Yeah, I, uh, I don't about even the think they know that no, there's a lockout right now. No, yeah. there's a lot so, of people. So, like, they like don't care. Yeah. And baseball is not coming back. You're not helping yourself out anymore. No, and you don't have no. any. You don't when you're not advertising. You're not doing anything. That's just that's just the truth. 
Flocking the players out especially doesn't help either. Especially when you have to take your MVP's banner down. Like, that's ridiculous. It better stay up for, like, as many months as, like, the lockout was once it's over. Well, you know what? I think this was a this is a great place to leave off, to be honest, if, with you guys. Um, I'll, we'll definitely I'll definitely talk to you guys later as such. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners out there to listening to the Two One Five Seamer Podcast. Um, as again, I'm your co-host Austin Cass with Dylan Campbell and Connor Doherty. I'm sorry, I had I'm so tired. I had a mind, I had a mind blown. I hope and Connor, I'll be at Cutstown this weekend, so maybe I'll see you and such. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk see. To you, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. See you guys. See you. Peace.